The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Dosh Pindacker. I don't know. I just felt like changing my name today for no particular reason. We've got movie reviews. We've even got some movie news and some TV news because they're TV movies or movies based on TV shows or TV shows based on movies. It depends on your point of view. Let's start with a movie that's premiering on TV on September 4th. If you spend an extra 30 bucks and have a subscription to Disney Plus, it's the live action version of Moulin. And that's what I'm calling it until I find out otherwise. <laughs> Evil. It's about a cow. Mulan. Mulan lifetime. It, it looks good. And there's a lot of uh, theaters who are very unhappy that it's coming uh, to TV before it has the opportunity to hit a theater. But you can't hit a theater because they're all closed. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to do? Except the overseas theaters, which are also mad about it. I I think the trailers look great. I, I think this could possibly be better than the original, which it's taken a hell of a lot because most of these Disney reboots have sucked hard. But Unless I'm, you're an Oscar voter, then they're beautiful. Yeah, I have a really hard time processing that Disney wants to sell this movie for 30 bucks on a subscription service that you have to pay to even have the opportunity to buy the movie. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And, and apparently it's still not set in stone because they haven't made an official announcement. This is all like back channel stockholder information. It's like, yeah. Okay. Insider so trading. Oh. have you decided what the hell you're actually going to do with this? So I wouldn't be surprised if they change it. Uh, the initial thing was it was going to be released for $30. They didn't even bother to specify that that would be the purchase. So at least you will have it. But as several people have brought up in the media, it's like, okay, do you have it only as long as you subscribe to Disney Plus and sense how you're accessing it? Or do you have it? Have it. Is it going to show up in your movies anywhere locker or whatever else? It's like, this is such a completely bizarre choice and a terrible way to announce it as in they haven't announced it yet but everybody knows about it like, what the hell are you doing i think it's funny that they did release an announcement that says they're not doing this with the black widow movie <laughs> that rumor have... that rumor that you've heard about yeah, yes yeah we're not doing that with this other movie right okay like holy cow for a company that's made so many correct steps lately other than opening disney world in the middle of a pandemic in the county that has the fourth highest uh, infection rate in the state. Good idea. Which has, a, which has an infection rate higher than most other countries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, other than that. No, I, I actually found another misstep that they did this week. Oh, please. In an announcement. And I loved this announcement. And <clears throat> because uh, you're listening to this if you're listening to it on the day it comes out on August, what, August 12th? Is that what sure. today is? Um, <clears throat> Mandalorian season two coming to Disney Plus on October 7th, which is roughly one month from now. <laughs> I kind of went, re re wait, it's, it's, 
So they're getting rid of September entirely. Is that what they're doing? That's clever of them. Well, considering how the year has gone, it's probably a good idea to just skip one of our months. Closer to the election date. No, sorry, <laughs> wrong show. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I, yay Mandalorian coming. Yes, yay. So. <laughs> but. <laughs> and I guess this kind of goes with the, the other big rumor uh, that Disney put out this week. Because, you know, putting out an, an actual news thing would be would make sense. They're supposedly in talks with Tom Hanks to play Geppetto in the live action Pinocchio movie. Now, does that sound familiar? Because I told you this exact story about eight months ago when I first heard about it. It was on this show. I went back and looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to push that off is new news. It's not new. The I, the only new news about that is Tom old Hanks old got the virus and didn't die. Yay. That's a um, plus. A Disney plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a frassive. It's my Yosemite <laughs> Sam impersonation. And I can pronounce that word unlike other people. So. Indeed. Moving some, on, I suppose. There's some other cool shows coming out. I'm okay. definitely looking forward to Lovecraft Country, which is a fantastic book that's coming out on HBO in, I believe, that month that doesn't exist anymore, September. So they might want to reschedule the month. <laughs> and, and Ratchet, as in Nurse Ratchet, there is a ah, prequel series coming out. From a guy who has known, shown he knows his way around horror, Brian Fuller, like American Horror Story, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> that pops up on Netflix again in the month which will not exist, September 18th. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Lovecraft Country comes out this month. Comes hey. out in about a week from when you're listening to this, I believe. So yay, Lovecraft Country, which is an awesome book, which is kind of about elder gods and racism. It, it totally works in the book. I assume it will work in, in the show. And Sarah Paulson, who is the queen of American Horror Story, uh, plays Nurse Ratchet. So Nurse Ratchet before she wound up in <clears throat> that loony bin. Cuckoo nesting. I, I, from the brief clips I've seen, it makes it look like Nurse Ratchet calmed down a lot by the time we got be by the time she met Randall P. McMurphy. So this looks like it's going to be awesome. So really looking forward. So two awesome shows coming to stream when you stay at home. See, here's something I'm not looking forward to, though. Uh-oh. Just because it was something I never got into. Uh, they're making yet another Dirty Dancing sequel. Uh, this time, <laughs> yeah. actually starring Jennifer Grey, who was in the original, Indeed. Uh, who is also an executive producer. Now, I... Who is also a baby. Yeah. In the original. See? Now, see, that that's the thing. I'm not sure I recall ever watching the original, uh, mainly because the soundtrack uh, irked me. <laughs> because, my God, when that movie came out, you couldn't... The soundtrack wouldn't leave you alone. Very true. It was like you know someone leashed it to you with a, a, a you know shackled to it with static cling and everything. I mean, it just would not go away. So I, I read something about it, and I want to ask you this because I know you've seen this movie. I have seen this movie. 
it it takes place over just one weekend. Because mm. I read that and went, she learned that because uh, Jennifer Gray met Patrick Swayze and they had a long weekend. And I'm like, and they learned to dance that much in a weekend. Yeah, I don't think that's accurate. Okay, I, and it's been so long since I've seen it, but I, I, I believe it was over a over a summer. I don't think it was a weekend. Maybe it was a, as long as a week. I don't think it was even a week. I think it was longer See, than that. That, that, but, that was my impression of the movie, but yeah. Um, the main reason I like the movie is for Jerry Orbach, who plays her dad, because he's awesome. Well, and he's Jerry awesome. Orbach was awesome in everything. Exactly, uh, which is probably one percent of the people who like the movie like it for that reason, because ah, it's so you know. Um, for the kind of movie it is, it's a good movie, but not my not my cup of dance. See, I, when that movie came out, it came out about the same time as the first Bill and Ted movie, which I preferred, even though it was a stupid comedy, as opposed to Bill and Ted Three, which looks like an asinine comedy. But <laughs> it's not coming out next month anymore. No, it's coming out this month. They moved it up a week. So the end of this month, if you're really wanting your Bill and Ted fix, watch the first one. Um, no, I, I, it could be good. I, I'm I'm going to watch the third Bill and Ted movie in support of Alex Winter because I didn't know he still had a career. Uh, and actually, it, he's, it he's been pretty active, I believe, in producing and everything else, the back of the camera. True. But but yay Long for screen. Alex Winter. Keanu Reeves doesn't really need the career boost. Well, for sure, they, they did announce that John Wick's four and five are going to be filmed back to back when the pandemic is done. Yay! So more, more, don't kill my dog and steal my car things. Huzzah for senseless violence! Or speaking of, well, watch well, this is senseless. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the next story is senseless. Uh, it's Harry Potter and the Network of Peacocks. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yet another series is abandoning HBO Max. Um, the entirety of Harry Potter and his world of wizardry, I suppose, uh, is going to NBC's Peacock Network, but it's only for about six months. Then it's going to go somewhere else because it doesn't know how to sit down. Uh, I've been told to expect the Christopher Nolan Batman movies to wander over to the Peacock, which makes no sense. No. Because those are Warner Brothers movies, and they have their own streaming issues. Very strange. But, yeah. And and that's, this will obviously be eternal, the, the battles of the streaming services. And I'm curious, I wonder if the Harry Potter will be free, or if it'll only be premium, because they do have the two levels of the Peacock. Uh, it's going to cost an extra 30 bucks. <laughs> per movie oh sorry that's that's we've got them on dvd anyway we don't care anymore we've got the books so there yeah um now this i thought was interesting and i have very few details about it so you know don't ask too much um walmart and i don't know if you saw this is turning its parking lots which are usually massive yes. if not uh poorly laid out Actually, I have yet to see a Walmart parking lot that doesn't make you go oh, at some point. Why the hell did they put a turn there where you can only turn left when turning right would let you leave? I mean, there, there's always something 
wanky about a, a Walmart parking lot. Anyway, they're turning them into drive-in movie theaters. I saw that. Which I think is kind of cool. It's it's going to be uh, a lot of older movies. Uh, yes. By which I mean Wizard of Oz is going to be one of them, which I think might be pretty cool to see Wizard of Oz at a drive-in. I think that's brilliant, actually. Um, I don't know how big a screen... I don't know how they're going to do the screen. Or if they're just going to... We're going to splash it over the logo above the door on the left. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I think they'll go to housewares and get all the white sheets and hang them. There you go. Uh, admission is supposedly free. Uh, you must have an FM radio to get sound. Uh, here's something that I don't entirely understand. It's supposed to start at 6.30 or 7, depending on your Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> now, for which me, Walmart? Well, no, my, my thing about it, at 6.30 or 7, right. it the sun doesn't go dark. down here until, what, 8.30 or 9. Exactly. The movie will be done. How can you put it up on a, on a screen? Yeah. That timing makes zero sense. I, I don't get it. But I, it's a cool idea. Just put it off a little bit. Like two hours minimum. At least. Yeah. At it, least. That's what minimum makes. That's what minimum. 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 Yeah. Minimum, minimum. Dun, 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 dun. No, um. <clears throat> anyway, speaking of older movies, I think uh, Kurt Russell might be in some of the ones that Walmart will show only when he's young-ish. You know. He might kind be like the movie you you do your first movie of the day. Actually, that would be quite lovely to have a Kurt Russell film festival because God knows he could do a whole bunch of them. One of his films, which doesn't get a lot of love these days, came out in '98. Or it is called Soldier, as in 1998, as in a century ago. Well, another century. Anyway, <laughs> 1898. What? 1898. Yep. So. It is a science fiction film that is set in the not too close future, although a lot of things are have not changed much. So mankind has traveled all over the stars and they have decided to basically program their soldiers from birth. They select it actually opens up with the scene in a I almost said nativity room, which would be different <laughs> at a OBGYN room where they have all the babies hanging out, but none of the moms. And they just say, okay, this kid's A1. So they take the kid and they raise the child and they raise the child to be a perfect soldier. Um, so people are trained from birth to be soldiers. They're not really enhanced in any way that they showed, but they get rigorous physical training and mental training. And they're shown dogs ripping apart pigs so they can be ready for to be desensitized to violence, all that happy crap. And within a few minutes, we move up to, and they show in periodic points of training where little Kurt Russell, and I'm surprised they didn't use actual footage of Kurt Russell because God knows there's enough of them. But they did a good job of matching various child actors who pretty much looked a lot like Kurt Russell. And then we move up to year 38, and he's at the Moscow incident, and now he's in some distant planet, and he's always killing lots of people and showing no emotion and just blowing holes through innocent hostages to kill the enemies because he doesn't care because it's his job to kill the enemy. So fast forward to year 40 of his life, that is. And 
a new commanding officer has taken over the unit, and he has a new program where they have soldiers who were created from recombinant DNA and blah, 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 but it's all people. They didn't think to use, oh, let's use crocodiles and stuff. So it's not that kind of a movie. Sadly, <laughs> so they have these genetically engineered superior soldiers who go through the same kind of training, and he's showing how the new commander is showing how awesome these new soldiers are. And basically, the new soldier kicks the ass, kills a couple of the other soldiers, and apparently kills Kurt Russell, although not really. And the new commander says, yeah, just throw him away. So they put them in this gigantic garbage scow, this interstellar garbage scow, and they take it to the planet, which is a designated trash planet. The soldier gets dumped out, the soldier being Kurt Russell. And he wakes up because he's not dead. And is like, hey, where the hell am I? And he finds that there are a bunch of people on this planet who crashed on their way to a planet they were supposed to go to and have never been able to get help. So they are surviving on this garbage planet just by harvesting whatever they can from all the refuse and stuff, having a tough time making, making a go of it. And he, since he's not really been, basically, if he had been raised by wolves, he would be in much better mental state. He can, really can't relate to people very well other than by figuring out how to kill them. So he has a tough time uh, assimilating into this society. Like, he really can't. And he has suffers from PTSD, which I thought was really interesting that they just throw that in into this 1998 sci-fi action movie. And it's a very important plot point. And then eventually, eventually they exile him because he's reacting to things and almost killed somebody. Not meaning to, just because he, a certain situation had caused him a flashback and he almost kills a guy, so they send him off. And it turned out that he had trained the son, the young couple who took him in, he had trained their son to kill these horrifically venomous snakes that are growing around. And he, by doing that, he put the kid in danger. That's one of the reasons they said, nah, you can't stay because you're you almost got my kid killed. That's kind of not right. Later on, big spoiler, not really, a uh, kid kills a venomous snake that's about to bite dad because he was over able to overcome his fear and he killed the snake just the way Kurt Russell showed him. So, Whose name, by the way, is Todd, which hey. has no brain in the fact that I like this movie a lot. So <laughs> dad realizes, oh, we made a mistake. He goes out to bring him back and, and apologize. Here comes the big spaceship because they decided that they want a training mission for their new soldiers. They're going to go blow up stuff on this garbage planet. Just happened to decide to go to this garbage planet, even though there are God knows how many occupied planets now. But that's where they go because plot convenience. And they make it clear that if they do find any people, they're going to kill them because they don't belong there. They don't care. Now, this is the new commanding officer who is who has taken over the unit from Gary Busey, who is not insane at this point yet. So it, it's prime Gary Busey back when he was uh, able to act. And Gary Busey's really fun to watch. Uh, so they land there and they start killing people because they've been ordered to. And eventually there's a big conflict between Todd and the new bioengineered soldiers, including the one who beat him so badly he, they thought he was dead. So there's the big confrontation between him and the new soldier who is Kane. Gee, I wonder why they chose that name. Uh, who's played by Jason Scott Lee, who was pretty big in the late 90s in the action 
genre stuff, as in the guy who played Bruce Lee in Dragon, which is a pretty damn good action movie, too. That's true. So this is kind of a classic science fiction action film from the late 90s. You've seen a lot of this stuff before. One of the reasons you've seen a lot of stuff before is because it's from Paul W.S. Anderson, who gave us like half of the Resident Evil movies and the first Mortal Kombat movie and Event Horizon and Resident Evil. I said that before, sorry. Alien vs. Predator, a bunch of stuff like that. This, this is his wheelhouse. Um, I think this is a really, really good action film, good action sequences. Uh, overall, it has a pretty good reputation. IMDb, it's got a 6 out of 10, which is not great, but not bad. Uh, oddly enough, Metacritic, which just pulls in, pulls in together reviews from all kinds of films, doesn't have it listed. And it's not under Kurt Russell's filmography for some reason. There's just as if the film never existed for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Well, it came out in September. Yeah, must be it. But overall, it has pretty good reviews except for Rotten Tomatoes, which it has an 18 on Rotten Tomatoes. Which again, we've talked about this. That doesn't mean everyone on Rotten, all the critics said it's terrible. It means 18% of the critics that they surveyed recommend it, which also means 82% of the critics said, no, nah, it's not worth watching. I don't know what the hell they were watching. Most of the criticism says, well, there's not much dialogue. And it's like, yeah, there's not, because that's the character. It's like, how did you miss that key point of the movie? Oh, my God. The, despite the fact that Russell probably has, I am not exaggerating, if he has 10 lines, I would be shocked. Uh, but he plays this severely emotionally damaged person, and he does a fantastic job of it because Kurt Russell is a damn fine actor. Uh, he's not as much fun in this film as he is in others because that ain't the character. But I think Soldier is a very badly overlooked, overlooked film. It's not like the greatest movie you've ever seen, but there are so many people who don't know anything about it. And this was a box office disaster when it came out. $75 million production, and I think it made about 18 That's not a good ratio. No. Uh, but it's a really, really good movie. And it just going to the fact that Kirk's not going to make you smile on this one. But it has a lot of callbacks to the classic Western chain, like a lot. Uh, there also was a an episode of the original Outer Limits show back in the 60s uh, called Soldier, which is a lot like this. I don't know if it was if they acknowledged that it was adapted from Soldier from that episode or not. And there's enough differences that it's not like it's a ripoff of that, but it definitely is along those same lines. But if you want to see a good Kurt Russell action movie, and he looks almost as buff as Chris Evans as Cap, uh, he's he's pretty beasty in this movie. So for those who people people who are into that, really really good action flick. And it has a uh, really cool, uh, very cool, somewhat touching even ending. One that you don't really expect from this kind of film. Soldier, do not accept any substitutes and don't look it up on Metacritic because you'll look through three pages and it will never come up. See, that's it. I'm, I'm reviewing Tango and Cash next week. There we uh, go. <clears throat> no, the, the first one I got this week, uh, kind of similar in that it involves a soldier. And uh, I don't understand the critics' review of it. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. 
Uh, I'm starting off with a movie that actually kind of came out this week, and yet it kind of <laughs> came out before. It's called Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. And this is, uh, actually, it's a DVD compilation of WB shorts that came out this week. If you don't know, Deathstroke is part of the DC Comics universe. But because this was a series of Warner Brothers produced shorts, it's not really part of the DC animated universe, which is a good thing. Uh, it, Very good it, thing. It's, it's not the worst story-wise that we've gotten out of the DC animated universe, uh, but the art in this was questionable. The animation sure. was abysmal. The story was mediocre at best. Wow. Uh, let me short form that part. It's about Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke the Terminator, the best assassin in the DC universe and his dysfunctional family, including Rose and Jericho or Joseph, as he's was born with. But they changed his name. It's a thing. Anyway, Slade was experimented on in the army to become the best soldier on the planet, an enhanced brain, enhanced speed, enhanced strength. And the one thing that I loved about this was that the origin was attributed to his time with Team 7. Now, I'm mentioning that because Team 7 was a part of Jim Lee's Wildstorm universe, which was part of Image Comics before it was gobbled up by DC. But I loved what they did with Team 7, so it gives me hope that we might someday see maybe a Wildcats movie with the DC universe or Actually, I'd love to see Stormwatch or The Authority at some point. Do we see them in this oh movie? Uh, yeah, no, we, 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 we don't see them in this movie. Um, we do get Lady Shiva, who is the best martial artist in the DC universe. Not super powered, which is why she gets beat up occasionally. But she's when DC characters need to learn martial arts, uh, they go to Batman. She trained Batman at some point, but... She doesn't do that very often. <clears throat> anyway, this is really the story about Slade Wilson and how he turned down a job with the Hive, which is kind of a DC superpowered mafia thing, and how they got the revenge against his family. So is there action? Yes. Blood? Yes. Language? Yes. Sex? Yeah, we get to see Slade's butt during the conception of Rose scene where, and I haven't figured this out yet, the mom keeps her legs firmly locked together, making me wonder how they actually, <clears throat> anyway, frankly, <laughs> I, I am disappointed with, with this movie. I really am. Uh, not as disappointed as the Batman Harley Quinn movie. That was just mm. absolutely terrible. Yes. But this should have been better. I mean, uh, Michael Chiklis did the voice for Slade, which was a good choice. Uh, the rest of the cast, let's see, we had Sasha Alexander as his wife, who, if you remember Sasha Alexander, she was uh, Caitlin Todd from very early NCIS, or she played Isles, as in Rizzoli and. Uh, and Colin Salmon played Wintergreen, and I love Colin Salmon's voice. It is awesome. Except... They did something to it in this and made it somewhat audibly in, in, ineligible. Ele not ineligible. Illegible. Inedible. Writing. Made it audibly illegible for a lot of it, which annoyed the crap out of me. Sounds so like they went Bane on it. 
that, uh, it's 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 almost that bad. It really oh. is. Uh, so to sum up, this one is completely skippable. Uh, there might be a season two, seeing as the reviews online are surprisingly good. Uh, it got a 4.9 out of 5 on Google, a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And frankly, I'm not sure what they watched. Because <laughs> it wasn't this. I mean, if you're a diehard Deathstroke fan, <clears throat> go for it. If you're a casual DC fan, it might be for you, but don't expect too much. And if you have no idea who Deathstroke is, may I highly recommend the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because that's that's what else I watched this week. Um, because <laughs> I had that kind of time. I went back and watched the original Lord, not the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. That was animated. I'm talking about the Peter Jackson stuff. Just to see if it holds up. Because those movies are 20 years old now. That's crazy. Where did the time go? Um, Same place as September. <laughs> you'd think. And... I'm not going to go on about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You've probably seen them. And if not, for God's sake, what have you been doing? Watch these. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, watch the extended versions even. And I know you're looking at the time and going, that means I'm going to need at least three and a half to four and a half hours per movie. Exactly. That's what I was going to ask. Did you watch, did you rewatch the extended versions or the I theatrical? Watched the extended ones. Woo! You uh, had a lot of time. Yeah, it was one of those weeks. You're the one who's still uh, September. <clears throat> well, you got sucked into the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> um, my one recommendation, <clears throat> because I have reviewed them on this show before. Indeed. It's been a while, though. Um, I'm still not going to recommend watching it in 1080p. Find the straight-up DVDs, which max out at 480p and you know what don't worry about that because when they upgraded to the 1080p which most of it looks beautiful some of the special effects didn't quite make it in the transfer uh, conversion process so it doesn't look as good as it did back when it was lower quality it's the I think the best example of this that I can think of so Find the DVDs. You know, I'm not trying to cost them money. They've made their money on these movies, for God's sake. Don't worry about that. Find the DVDs and watch those. They are excellent. And they still hold up today because it's it's not like, well, technology moved on. It took place 4,000 years ago. It's not like Frodo busted out an iPad and asked Google Maps how to get to Mordor. You don't need to worry about that. You don't. <clears throat> it, it, it's a great series of movies that I cannot recommend highly enough. Agreed. And you could even <clears throat> fiddle with the settings on whatever you're watching and downgrade your video to 480p. Not not that difficult to do. So. <clears throat> it, it it doesn't work as well because the special effects are still a bit wonky. Really? That's it, it's it's just the way they put them together, which is kind of weird. That is very weird. What you gonna do? Watch it again anyway. Probably. So let's see. That's about all I got. But you've got more. I'll have to take the you, week you off to do that. To, 
what I had never heard of this before. You mentioned it in, in pre-pro. Hi, Ted. See, I got to do it this week. So there. Yay, uh, Ted. You yeah, said Rob. you hadn't even heard of this movie until this week. I had not heard of this movie until Thursday when I was surfing through Voodoo, which I'm not a big fan of Walmart. And yes, this is their video application. But I like it because they often put movies on sale. Like they always put movies on sale every week. So I'm flipping through and I come across something called Gundala. And I look at it and it's like, this sounds like this might be interesting. And hey, it was $4.99, so why not? Uh, maybe that's not quite accurate. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So it was $3.99 and I rented it because I didn't buy it because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Uh, this is a an Indonesian superhero film. So it's not that large uh, not large of that large of a family of films that we're familiar with here in the U.S., uh, there are a lot of Indonesian superhero films because Indonesia has a pretty big film industry itself. And turns out that Gundala is based on one of their classic superheroes. Actually, it was created in 1969, so dude's been around for quite a while. Basically, it is a young guy who is, according to the film I watched, which also there is a version from 1981, so... Yeah, they've they've addressed this character a couple times. The film, the version I watched, he is a young guy who is struck by lightning and magically gains some powers, although not exactly the powers you would think. We'll get into that. So he's and then when I say young guy, I mean like he's maybe five years old when this happens. Uh, he lives in a city which is absolutely torn apart by corruption. And there are there's a major corporate type who employs uh, gangs to bend to to do his bidding. So they're constantly beating up regular regular everyday folks just because apparently that's what they want to do. Uh, kind of like through, the United States today. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like sorry, kind of no, like Portland was a few weeks ago. Anyway, anyway, yes, wrong show. <clears throat> so he he grows up because people do happen to do that in movies and in real life. And things have just gotten worse. And he tries to fight off these gangs. There's lots of martial arts in this film. So it's a martial arts superhero film, which is kind of unusual. Uh, not that it's not ever unheard of, thanks Daredevil, but, and upcoming Shang-Chi. However, he again is struck by lightning. He's apparently a lightning magnet because it happens a lot to this dude. Uh, and that's actually part of the power is that he can call down the lightning when he chooses to do so. But it only hits him. But then he does cool things with it, so it's okay. So he continues to fight these thugs and et cetera, et cetera. And his friends, he has a few friends, and like one of them comes to touch him to make sure he's okay and gets knocked back about 50 feet and slammed through a wall because... You don't touch electricity. So he makes himself a costume, which is kind of a blend of a really crappy homemade looking costume and kind of a cool looking costume at the same time. Uh, it works. It works as in it's believable that someone could actually have made this. And it also looks looks OK. So his powers are that he is really, really strong. He can take a beating like basically like a brick wall can take a beating and occasionally he can discharge lightning. Uh, he doesn't have the best control over it, but he can. He also at one point about halfway through the film 
mentions the fact that, oh, by the way, this is dubbed, so you don't have to read the subtitles. Although I would have just assumed, heard the original, but it doesn't matter. So he also says that when he shoots off the lightning, that he creates thunder, which would make sense because that's how thunder happens. And if and it resonates, if it, if it, it resonates at the same frequency, anything that resonates at the same frequency is going to get destroyed. That's a big plot point, which will come up later. So good job of foreshadowing people. So he basically, he fights the bad guys and he beats up the bad guys. And then he finds out that the bad guys aren't the real bad guys after all. Turns out it's this politician who has raised a cadre of kind of super thugs uh, in orphanages. They all call him father and they're all kind of like sleep in a giant sleeper cell waiting to do his bidding. <clears throat> and then there's this bizarre subplot where he is and created, he's poisoned rice and anybody, anyone who's pregnant, which would be women, pregnant women that eat the rice, it's going to affect the fetus and then the fetus will have no moral code whatsoever. The fetus won't know the difference between right and wrong. Yes, that's what happens in the movie. And so they have to somehow stop this. The good guys figure out, it's like, oh my God, he's going to raise a generation of evil people who will all do They'll his all bidding. Be like Kurt Russell in the first movie. They will all be like Kurt Russell in Soldier, although he, you have to watch the movie to see what happens with that. But so he has to stop this, and their solution is not abortion, so it's not that kind of a movie. Uh, they do have an interesting solution, which turns out might not work because turns out that's not really what the villain was doing. He was doing something even more nefarious, and you have to watch the movie to find out. Uh, it has pretty good production values. Um, I would say like a mid-budget Hollywood flick. So, I mean, the effects are pretty good. There's not a ton of special effects, despite the fact that there are lightning powers involved. But the ones that are in there are quite well done. It's more of a martial arts picture than a superhero picture, I would say. But the relationships are really well done. The acting is really well done. To me, it is absolutely worth a rental, worth a watch. And, and make sure you're getting the 20, 2019 version of Gundala, because the 1981 version, which you probably won't be able to find, Gundala Putra Pater, mm, that one looks a little more cheesy, like someone filmed it on a weekend in their backyard kind of quality. Uh, Gundala, the one I watched, absolutely, if you went to see it at the movie theater, you'd say, hey, that was a pretty good movie, which you can't do right now, but... That's true. Definitely worth the rental to me. And it is available on Prime also for four bucks. Definitely. Uh, let me balance this out. Four bucks, 30 bucks. I'm hoping that Mulan will be a better film, but I don't know that it's going to be seven and a half times better. So, Gundola, totally worth watching. I did math. Uh, so <laughs> totally worth a watch was Gundala if you like comic book movies if you like martial arts movies if you like movies where the underdog fights against the bad guys all good reasons to watch it so it sounds like we got what three out of four again not too bad doing better than most of the people hitting in baseball this year and definitely better than anyone on the Red Sox. I don't know what the hell happened with them, but that's a different show. Anyway, 
that's the end of this one. So, uh, <clears throat> society still all kind of screwed up. There's still a, still a pandemic out there. If you have to go out, wear a mask. If not, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Hey, who turned out the lights?